bullets out your gun. The bullets out your gun. We move undercover and we move as one. Through the night we have one shot to live another day. We cannot let a straight gunshot give us away. We will fight up close. Seize the moment of stay in it. It's either gotta meet the business end of a bayonet. The code word is Rochambeau. Dicky. Rochambeau. You have your orders now. Go man, go. Hello and welcome to the podcast Where It Happens. It's another Hamilton podcast. It's the last Hamilton podcast you'll ever need. I'm your co-host, Marcelo Pico, and with me as always is Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey, man. Oh, it's been a while since we've last spoken. It, it, it has. The magic of podcasting. Our, our fans perhaps will go straight from episode six right into this, and they won't uh, feel the, the weight of time that has passed for, for you and I. <laughs> Much time has passed. It's been at least it's it's felt like a month. It, 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 it may have only been like maybe three weeks. Maybe I don't know. I, I think it's maybe been about a month. Yeah. Yeah, man. A lot has happened. A yes. lot has happened. <laughs> I mean, um, stuff that I mean. Okay. Oh, actually, before I get into anything, Paul. I mean, it's, it shows how long I've uh, it's been since I've done an episode of the podcast. What happens? Uh, because I need to recap that certain things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let me recap who I am. Uh, yes, I'm Marcelo Pico. I I podcast uh, maybe too much. Um, <laughs> this is, I think, my fifth podcast, and I'm working on my sixth. I think. Um, yeah, too much. Wow. Uh, I I was um, I was hesitant to getting into the musical Hamilton. Um, I mean, at this point, it's it's still a juggernaut. It's it's really. Uh, become a pop culture beast. It it it's everything. It, I I'd go so far as to say our podcast has really helped it along. It's really <laughs> it's really pushed it into the 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 public stratosphere. Light. I yeah. mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, I, I, many people uh, first listen to the podcast just to know what Hamilton is. I mean, right? It, it, it was a learning lesson. Right? <laughs> yeah. And we taught you what Hamilton was in our first six episodes. <laughs> no, I mean, I I, I made this podcast. With Paul, because I heard, you know, Paul was a huge fan. I, I brought him in. Uh, well, I had the idea, you know, it would be interesting to talk to a super fan. Um, as I listened to this for the first time, and Paul was gracious enough, gracious enough to come in and say, Hey, uh, I know this musical through and through. I'm a huge fan. He, you know, you saw it on stage uh, with the original cast. And and yeah, um, that's the podcast where it happens. I mean, I'm new to all this, and Paul is. Well, yeah, Paul. You know, tell the fine people how 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 deep you are into Hamilton. Oh, so deep, so deep. <laughs> I was I was gonna make a crude joke, but I uh, we need to ease we need to ease back into that. Um, uh, I'm uh, yeah, I, I'm a super fan, and uh, you said I was gracious enough to join you in this pro- project. I was eager to join you. I was desperate to join you on this project. So, um, one of my greatest passions in life is sharing my passions in life. Uh, anything that I, I love deeply or I'm, I'm excited about any work of pop culture or whatever that I'm like really into, I want other people to be into it as well. So the opportunity to share my, uh, my love for my passion for my experience with, uh, Hamilton, the musical with, uh, with a newbie, uh, you know, I was, I was, happy to take this journey. And, uh, I had a great time. Uh, I was telling, uh, I was telling, uh, Marcelo off mic just before we started here that, uh, earlier today, um, my wife and I listened to every episode of the podcast where it happens <laughs> leading up to this. Uh, my wife is also a super fan. As we've discussed in previous episodes of the, this podcast, she listened to it first. She's the one that made me listen to it. Um, so, and she's just as passionate about it as I am. Uh, she weeps through Hamilton just as much as I do. And she wept just listening to our podcast, our little podcast, got my oh, wife, man. got my wife to cry because, uh, not only because she was reliving the experience of the, the musical and all that, but also she just, she loved hearing like your Marcelo. She loved hearing you grow to be a fan of this thing over the course of the podcast. It, uh, I, I'm so happy to hear that, Paul. Uh, I'm just getting a little emotional just he- hearing you describe <laughs> that. Um, that's, um, it's, it's, it's something else, Paul. Uh, it, it, it was super fun going through, you know, the, 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 the original 
uh, oh my god, I lo- I'm a loss for words. The the the, uh, the original recording, you know, with you, um, I I love how you broke it down. I mean, obviously, a lot of it goes to Lin Manuel Miranda, just how the episodes broke down in terms of what songs we discussed uh, through you know the six episodes, but. I think it was, um, I, I questioned myself halfway through. It's like, should I be listening to this this way as somebody just, you know, listening to this for the first time? And I think it turned out really well because um, it turned out to be episodic. Uh, it turned out to work, work well in the podcast form. Um, I think this experiment really paid off. And I hope, you know, uh, people really enjoy it. You know, uh, for those listening to this, I mean, if you're listening, if, if this is your first episode, what are you doing? Go back and listen to <laughs> the six and also episode zero, which <laughs> if, if I were to point to one mistake I may have made in this whole series, <laughs> maybe maybe calling episode zero episode zero was a mistake. But hey, there are seven episodes you can listen to, and this is, you know, you know episode seven, but technically episode eight. Whatever. Go back and listen to everything, and and I hope you enjoy it just as much as, you know, uh, you know Paul's wife enjoyed it, because... I put a lot of work into it in terms of editing and just <laughs> personally, I put a lot into it too, in terms of like me, uh, even now I kind of want, like, yeah, uh, <laughs> like, like, like we promised, we'll discuss like, um, like how I feel about it as a whole. And I'm sure I'll get personal because it just feels like this was a personal project on my end. Um, <laughs> I didn't expect it to be as personal as it turned out to be, but Hey, that's, Hamilton, that's podcasting. I don't know what I don't know what it is. Uh, so yeah, Paul, <laughs> I didn't expect to get this emotional this early in the in in the podcast, but uh, but yeah, um, I, I think that covers you know what the podcast is, where we are right now. This is episode seven. This is us just recapping the experience and also getting into Hamilton news because so much has happened in between us recording episode six and now. Um, the world has changed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, um, the world turned upside down while exactly. we weren't looking. That's more apt uh, description. Uh, so, okay. Why? Okay. Since we're already on the topic of how this hit me personally, why don't we just do that? Why don't we get that out of the way? And then we'll get into the news. Okay. Um, Paul. So, yeah, we, we, we told ourselves we'd come back for episode seven and just recap uh, how I felt and, and also just the experience. So, mm-hmm. well, can I, can I, uh, set the stage a little bit? Yeah. Set the stage. Just yeah, for, yeah. because Marcelo, like you said, it's, it's entirely possible that somebody is listening to us right now and they have not listened to the previous episodes. Stranger things have happened. Hey, podcasts are the wild west. You podcast however you want, my friend. But, uh, if that's the case and you don't know, um, or maybe you heard what the premise of the podcast was before, and you just want to hear Marcelo talk about it as, as one complete experience. In any case, uh, the project, as we set out, what we did was, uh, we took the two acts of Hamilton, the musical, and, uh, we broke it down into six episodes. So there's three podcasts for the songs of, of act one, and then three podcasts for the songs of act two. And uh, Marcelo listened to the songs as we recorded. So when we did episode one, the first, I can't remember if it was eight or nine, I think it was eight, the first eight songs of Hamilton the Musical, that's what Marcelo listened to. And we talked about it and we ended the podcast and, and he listened to the rest of it you know, when we did the next episode. So that's the experimental aspect that Marcelo was talking about. And I was, um, I was curious how that would work. I think it worked out well. I'm super excited now to talk to you, Marcelo, now that you've actually gotten the, the opportunity to, to listen to it, perhaps the way it was meant to be listened to, which is all at once. But um, anyways, yeah, so I, I think it worked fantastic. I, I'm, you know, I, I was in the, the good position of not being the one experimented on. So I can say that I think it works fantastic. But uh, in any case, I, I really suggest that people go back for, for whatever reason, whatever reason you may have skipped those episodes, do yourself a favor, go back and listen to it because it really is. Uh, like I said, my wife was moved by the, by getting to experience Marcelo, you gradually becoming, you were a little reluctant at first and, and you just, you gradually were like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of digging this and, and, uh, and okay. Yeah. Maybe now I start to get it. And then by the end you were completely on board and you were weeping along with me. So, <laughs> Yes. Uh, 
That's uh, and that's a great uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's in those segments on this show, right? Previously on Hamilton. That was previously on the podcast where it happened. So <laughs> right. I'm, I'm glad you laid that all out, Paul. Uh, that's why you're a great co-host. That's why Aww. you're here. Aw, <laughs> <Aww>, shucks. <laughs> so let's talk about how I, f- I feel about it, you know, uh, a few weeks removed. Um, I, 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 uh, okay. I mean, let's... Uh, so where was I at the end of episode six? I was com- completely in love with Hamilton. I mean, I uh, I, I, under- I understood then uh, the hype. Uh, everybody uh, who was into it, I understood everything. So I completely get why it's a work of arts. I and I accept it and I love it uh, as well. I mean, that's accepting is one thing, loving it is another thing. So I've been listening to it a lot, actually. Um, awesome. The, the 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 original cast recording, um, <laughs> and let's go to something uh, personal right off the bat. Uh, and I think I mentioned this in, in one of the previous episodes. Um, but yes, I went through a a tremendous breakup uh, a few months ago. Um, I was kind of at a loss, and maybe I still am at a loss, but not as like severely as I was before, like a few months ago. Um, I mean. Going through a long-term relationship and breaking it off, and just—I mean, people who've done that—they—they they know it, it takes time. So, um, <laughs> you know, cut to me uh, cleaning out my garage of all my, you know, ex-girlfriend's junk. Um, and what did I have on uh, <laughs> in my headphones, playing through my iPhone, uh, the original cast recording of Hamilton? <laughs> <laughs> right on. Right so on. It, it was the perfect I- intersect of just me having to go through this really emotional thing and also listening to Hamilton and just connecting with it more and more. Uh, it has helped Paul. I'll say that. Uh, I, uh, there, <laughs> um, I guess I'll, I'll reveal this. There's a moment when I felt really low. Uh, and I was, and it was back when we were, I think we were recording, uh, the day we recorded the second episode, mm-hmm. um, I felt really low, I think, that day. And then I was listening to the soundtrack earlier that day before we recorded, and it just hit me. Um, I, I I don't know, maybe like a switch like, turned on in my brain. I I understood like the relevance of arts and like how it helps <laughs> certain people. I mean, I don't know. It, it's a weird – it was a weird feeling. I, I, tried, to, I tried to convey, convey this to other people and, and, and I tried to make sense of it. But I don't know. It was just like a switch that turned on my brain. Like Hamilton did that to me, and it it really did help. Like during that really low point in in my life. So that that that's amazing. I I love hearing stories like that from anybody. But uh, but you know, particularly in this instance, I I love the fact that this you know silly little podcast about this. Uh, I, I will I'll jokingly say silly little Broadway musical. Um, you know that it, that it could uh, that it it could you know help that it could be therapy it could be catharsis it could be exactly you know some sort um, of some sort of healing yeah healing is a good word uh, because man just and then yeah going back to me you know you know more recently you know cleaning out my garage going through all that emotional real life stuff and listening to you know the cast recording in full. Uh, you know, lines stick out to me. Um, like who lives, who dies, who tells your story. Um, uh, and and you know, my shots and all of that. Uh, it 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 really has become uh, like a what's what's that expression? Uh, uh where you say a, a phrase over and over. Oh God, what's what's that word? Uh, a, a mantra. Like like okay. some of these yeah. phrases have become sort of kind of like that. Like stuck in my brain. I don't uh-huh. know if mantra is the right word, but they've just stuck with me. So I, I don't know. Like I said, it's it's helped, like like therapy or just something that's comforting. Um, I I maybe relate to to a lot of it, <laughs> maybe too much, but I it it it, 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 it has helped, Paul. So well, that's awesome. I think uh, um, I think one of the great things. I mean, different different art speaks. Our art speaks differently to different people, obviously. So, what you know, a form of art that may work for one person won't necessarily work for another person. But I think uh, Hamilton, and this is personally for me, and I feel like this probably applies to you as well. Hamilton, I think, is so great for just what you said there, um, because it is, um, 
it is a very moving emotional story i mean there you there, neither one of us at this point can can deny with a straight face that by the end of this you're just just weeping till your eyes burn like you get dehydrated you cry so much at least i do yeah. um and you know, some people might look at that and see like like say you were cleaning your garage and uh, you know a, a friend showed up and and found you just like <laughs> bawling your eyes out in your garage and you told them what was going on they were like well then don't listen to that man if it's going to get you that upset well that's not the point that's not how this works it is emotional and and there are horrible like s- terribly sad moments in this but that's not the experience of Hamilton. Like you don't walk out of the theater feeling suicidal or whatever. Like you don't walk out feeling like well, that was depressing. I never need to see that again. There's despite the fact that it, it's kind of a tragic story. Um, it, there's something uplifting about it, about the story that was told and the, you know, the characters in it. And like you said, some of the, some of the lyrics, some of the lines become, you know, mantras or, or whatever. Um, I, I I think anything like that, particularly if it's something that you enjoyed and it's familiar. So if you can listen to it, um, and and it can emotionally hold your hand while you're going through something. Yeah, it. I mean, it, for sure, it, it, it it's that for me. And uh, I I uh, it I actually don't know if this would have had the same effect on me like a year ago. I, I'll be brutally honest and say that. Um, because I was a different person a year ago, mm-hmm. um, and I, I mean, I, I I might have still enjoyed it, but would it would it would it have affected me as emotionally as as it does like now? I don't I don't think so. Which is I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't want to say I'm like more emotionally vulnerable, but I just see things in a new light. And uh, Hamilton definitely, um, like I said, I, I relate with. It's just to get a bit more heavy. Just. Um, just what we do in life and like what uh what all we can do you know before you know the end so that that sort of has run through my mind and like never being satisfied again another line uh from hamilton that really has stuck with me Mm -hmm. uh just um hamilton working on so many projects at once and and just focusing on work i can definitely relate to that i mean i yeah mr six podcasts i joked earlier i I actually don't know if it's six or not i think it's i think it may be five (laughs) (laughs) oh well that's much more reasonable (laughs) actually i'm I'm gonna count down talk from society colorado street hear what you're watching the podcast where it happens die hard five i I just have five oh wow um that's much more reasonable (laughs) not six I've actually done like a mini series, but I'm not counting that. Uh, that's part of the talk from society. Anyway, yes, um, like even a few weeks ago, I, I we we mentioned this off mic, I th- or I may I may have mentioned it with another guest. Uh, I think an hour ago. Oh my god! See, this is me <laughs> again. An example of me podcasting a lot and me working, like never being satisfied. Um, I had a conversation with somebody saying I at one point had four podcast episodes to release in one week. And I did it all uh, because I I needed to have those out there. And one of those was one of these uh, one of the episodes for the podcast where it happens. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I well, can... I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure, Marcelo, that you went through uh, like you put out maybe four or five of these episodes <laughs> at <laughs> no, once, basically. Right. Like I I feel like there was a day where you sat down and edited at least four of these like back to back. Uh, yeah, you're right, Paul. Thanks for reminding me. I did five episodes in in one over one weekend. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a little bit. I was super happy that you did because I wanted this to be out there uh, for people. But that was a little it's, crazy. It's because I told myself this was going to be released before the Tonys, and uh-huh. I told myself. And, and, and when I stick to goals like that, I I usually hit them. Like when I have a date in my mind, I usually hit that date. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I I uh, motivate myself. I stick to like a like a dumb date or a dumb guideline and I usually <laughs> stick that so I told myself I'm not going to do anything that we can accept finish editing those podcasts and then that's what I did and I released them uh, I think you coined the phrase like Netflix style like on <laughs> on on a Monday like all at once yeah 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 <laughs> well um, you're you're an inspiration sir well I try my best and I hope enough people listen to it because uh, oh, I, I, I I'm, I'm pimping the hell out of it at every opportunity. So yeah, I'm 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 going to try my best to to keep pushing out there, and I hope this episode gets more people listening to the podcast. I I, I will. I want to send a shout out to a friend of mine. I I can't remember if you 
if you're like social media friends with him or not, but Ken Edwards. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> he has listened to, and I, I kind of want to use this to segue into talking about other people that we know maybe that have gotten into Hamilton. Um, because Ken Edwards, Hey Ken, I'm waving at you. Uh, I, I love you, sir. You're, you're an amazing person, but <laughs> I wanted to explain, apparently he's gotten like, he's, he's like really, really wants me to engage with him about Hamilton on social media. And I did, I, I genuinely Ken, I love you, sir. I genuinely didn't even recognize that I wasn't because here's what happened. Ken, there, there's a whole group of people that I interact with on social media who, um, they succumbed or they, they felt the pressure that you talked about Marcelo, where everybody is talking about Hamilton and how amazing it is. And, a lot of people have the reaction to that of like their response to that is just shutting down and saying, I I don't want to hear another word about this. I don't care if it's the greatest thing in the world. I don't want to hear, please don't talk to me about Hamilton anymore. So there, there are a group of people I follow on, on Twitter who went so far as to say, I'm tired of this. I am now, I now refuse. I'm never going to listen to Hamilton. That upset me. I was, I'm not happy when I hear stuff like that. Um, But uh, I don't think Ken went quite that far, but for a little while, at least Ken, seemed like he was one of a, he had not listened to Hamilton yet. And, uh, he kind of would push the occasional button. This is what Ken does. I love you, Ken, but you, you, we, we all know, come on. Um, and so I think in the back of my mind, I just kind of set him in the category of people that, all right, he's, he's, he wants nothing to do with Hamilton. So apparently, (laughs) apparently he finally listened to it and loves the hell out of it. And I, I promise you, Ken, this was not intentional, but I missed that somehow. So Ken has like, has talked about it on Twitter and, uh, and I was just not engaging him because for some reason I had, I had Ken Edwards blinders on and, and didn't (laughs) notice the fact that he loved it. So, um, I will consider Ken to be a success story. I'm super psyched that he, uh, that he finally broke down and listened to it and and that he enjoyed it so much. And I Ken, I'm happy to talk with you anytime about it. Uh, we should do a podcast about it, sir. Um, but I, I would also like to say that, uh, at least two of the other people on that sort of, uh, Twitter list people that initially were like, shut up. I don't want to hear about Hamilton. I'm never going to listen to it. Have since said, Oh yeah, by the way, I finally broke down and listened to it and everybody was right. It's, it's totally amazing. (laughs) So that's at least three success stories that I know of personally. But, uh, Marcelo, have you had that experience? Has anybody, have you gotten anybody into Hamilton or, or have you I've, seen I've, walls come down? I've definitely praised it as I, uh, like during a recording session, a podcast recording session, I talked, uh, to my Colorado street co-host Rocky Juarez about it. I really sold him on it, uh, because he, I, 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 um, for, for those who don't know, look up, uh, Rocky war ants with a Z on Twitter. Like he's like a phenomenal person. Uh, but he has his own like rap duo, you know, group that he's in, uh, like a, like an indie group, and he knows so much about hip hop, rap, like uh, like all that. So, and I know like through Twitter conversations that he does not take kindly to uh, rap, you know, quote unquote parody groups like Weirdo Yankovic kind of does that, or mm-hmm. uh, the Lonely Island does that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he doesn't like parody. Uh, music. So, and I don't think he. I, I really sold him on Hamilton because he, he he listened to some of it and he was not into it. I really sold him on it, and I want to actually like I, I would want to have him listen to it, and I want to record his reaction to like honest reactions because he is a pretty cool guy. He would give me the honest truth about it. Um, I really want to hear what his opinion. <laughs> so there, yeah. So to answer your question, I've talked to people about it, and I I really have to check back to see like. Like uh, have, if, if they listen to it or not, because uh, I have another person, uh, Matt Curion, my other co-host of another podcast. Um, he he uh, he didn't hear it yet. Uh, uh, he he hasn't heard this podcast or Hamilton. Uh, so I kind of want to like have him like as a as a guest maybe on this show in, f- in a future episode or something, just to see his reaction to because I'm sure he'll love it too. Yeah. So there are people out there who I I know would love it or who I hope would love it that I really want to. They convert them to Hamilton. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm at I'm at that point, Paul, where I want to convert <laughs> people to this. So, so that's where I'm at right now. I, there are people who I respect and love who I really want to listen to this. Uh, the Hamilton, the musical, 
And, you know, of course, the podcast would happen. Of course. We, um, so, yeah, I'm at, I'm at that point. I really want people to listen to it who I know. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I I am uh, – I, I want to be one of those who converts people. Uh, <laughs> we, I feel like we should, uh, we should have a secret handshake or we should have some sort of like, uh, I don't know, a preacher's collar or something that we wear. Some, some official uh, like uniform. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're, we're in a secret society. Only not so secret because we won't shut up about Hamilton. <laughs> Oh man, so that's that, that's where I am, Paul. I mean, I mean, you, your position has not changed since the beginning of this. No. You're still adamantly pro Hamilton, and yeah, from the begin, from the inception of this podcast to now, hey, I'm fully on board the Hamilton train, uh, and what a train it is. <laughs> I guess that's a, as good of a transition as any to talk about what's been happening in Hamilton world. Um, so much, so much. Uh, okay. Let's let's get into it. The Tonys. Uh, oh yeah, those happened. <laughs> it's funny that you were talking about uh, uh, what's his name, Rocky Juarez. Yeah, Rocky Juarez. Uh, th- yeah. That he's not uh, particularly like a Weird Al fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been a Weird Al fan like se- pretty much my whole life, uh, and I have always wanted to see him in concert. I, I've just never seen him in concert, and uh, my wife got me tickets. Um, Months ago, she bought tickets for the tour that he's on right now. Uh, and it turned out the performance that we went to see was on the night of the Tonys. Oh, <laughs> and, and I almost, like, even as we were sitting, we had great seats. And even as we were sitting down and I was like, you know, I was half pumped for this. But there was also, I was waiting for the show to start. I was watching social media and people were talking about the Tonys. And I was like, you know, I, I, I almost want to just leave like i almost i almost want to go home and watch the tonys live and experience this with people because it's going to be amazing um fortunately i didn't uh we we recorded it and we came home afterwards and watched it and it was amazing but uh but we did stick it out through <laughs> weird out which was which was great it was fantastic and, and and i was actually kind of jealous that you saw weird out i i i i know he went on tour and I, I don't know, I don't know if he came to Austin or what, but I, I would love to uh, to see him live because I love the guy. I mean, I, I love Weird Al Yankovic. But yes, I mean that night. Um, I mean, okay, and I just remember this. That was, um, oh god, uh, that some something tragic happened that day, right? Um, that, the, the, was that the Orlando? Yeah, it was Orlando, wasn't it? It was that morning. Uh, I think so. Was it actually that day? Yeah, I think maybe it was, it was. It was a Sunday, and oh god, because um, they, they they definitely addressed it uh, yeah. on the telecast. It was that day, um, and uh, it was it was a strange day um, because obviously that shook like the world, and and then like that night, like the like I, I guess I could say this, Paul, like a a a a uh lgbt gay mainstay the tonys was airing live mm-hmm. uh and and celebrating you know that that world that culture um and i think overall they addressed it uh really profoundly mm-hmm. for sure lin then manuel miranda addressed it uh, during his acceptance uh, speeches um, in in as genius and and moving a fashion as everything that he does absolutely <laughs> i mean if if i wasn't already impressed with his uh, his like uh, writing ability in terms of like creating the musical. I'm I'm uh, much more impressed with him as like a person, as an artist, as a as a poetry writer. Everything like, he's an amazing person. I really want to meet this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he's phenomenal. But uh, but yeah, I uh, the the whole uh, Tony's production really handled that situation well. And I should say it was my first Tonys ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's come to that, Paul. I mean, me watching the, 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 the Tonys for the first time. And I don't regret it in, in the least because it was actually pretty damn cool watching Hamilton win um, pretty much almost every single award. I think they lost one award. Uh, they, well, they, uh, they won 11. They were nominated for 16. So Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't. I, I don't have a list in front of me of what they didn't get. Um, I do know that Eliza uh, uh, Philippa Sue was nominated, uh, and of the of the like main cast uh, nominations, not uh, you know director and that kind of stuff. But the, as far as the actors go, she was the only one that didn't didn't win. That that hurt. I mean, I'm sure. I, apologies. 
Hamilton's the only play that I care about at the moment. So I don't remember who it was that won over her. I'm sure that performance was amazing, but it was just sad. You know, it was sad to me that <laughs> Philippa didn't win her her nomination as well. But and I have the answer right here. Uh, she lost to the color purple. Uh, okay, S- Cynthia. Irivo uh, as Cecily Harris Johnson in the color purple. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, th- I think that was like the the big major uh, loss there. Um, but hey, it, it they they can't win everything, Paul. Come on. <laughs> well, they could, they could, <laughs> but yeah, no, I get it, I get it. And oh, uh, uh, oh, 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 I mean, one uh, I mentioned like the one like good surprise because uh, I mean I wasn't following the like the. Uh, like who was nominated for what? I just like knew Hamilton was nominated for a lot, but I, I really dug that uh, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. won for mm-hmm. best performance mm-hmm. as Aaron Burr over Lin Lin Manuel Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, I can never say his name right. Um, <laughs> I think that was excellent. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I love seeing <laughs> Leslie Odom Jr. going up there and accepting it. That was that was a great moment for me. I think that may have been, you know, performances aside, my favorite, my favorite win of the evening. Yeah, no. His uh, aside from Lynn's uh, Orlando piece, uh, Leslie Odom Jr.'s sort of acceptance speech was the best of any of them. I mean, I loved seeing all of them go up there, but his was the most moving. Um, however, the the win that I was like kind of most excited for, uh, and this is my bias, I guess, was David David Diggs, just because oh, yeah. just because it amuses the hell out of me that David Diggs. Um, who like had never done Broadway before this and, you know, never saw himself as a Broadway actor. It's just of all of them, he's the craziest one. It's amazing to me now that I can, I can listen to his, his uh, rap group clipping, or I can see him and I'm like, there's Tony award winning David Diggs. (laughs) That blows my mind. So, Oh yeah, that's, that's amazing. And, and of course it won, uh, all the top ones, best musical, obviously, mm-hmm. they won that. And oh, let's talk about the performances. Um, because man, was I blown away by uh, Hamilton's performance? Uh, what uh, what uh, what song did they sing? They did Yorktown, which surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, Yorktown. That was I was super excited because that. I mean, we we talked about it on the episode when we discussed the song that yeah. uh, that that is one of the. The amazing performance. That's the one with, uh, that's right, Hercules Mulligan. Yes. I was like, yes, now the world has seen the Hercules Mulligan moment. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And I, and I was trying to um, have you describe it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess it's a great uh, uh, thing to discuss. Uh, seeing the, 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 the Tony performance, uh, how well did they replicate that performance you saw on stage back, back, back when you saw it? Uh, it pretty well. It, it's weird. And, um, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see when, so something else that I guess we're going to talk about in a little bit is, is the fact that there may eventually be a recorded version of this play available for people to purchase and watch. Um, I, it'll be interesting to see how the, what the camera work on that is like. Because obviously, when you see when you go and see it live, you're sitting in one place. You you only have like you are a it's a one camera show, as far as you're concerned. So the uh, watching the Gra- the Tony's performance. Why do we want to call it the Grammys? <laughs> watching the Tony performance, um, it was clearly the performance that I had seen. Uh, I recognized you know the the choreography and all that, but uh, the, it was multiple cameras and it kept cutting. So like I'd be. I'd be watching one actor to 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 because I knew what they were about to do, and then it would cut to a different camera, and I'm like, "No, go back! I want to see." So, it it absolutely was the performance that you would see, you know, if you see it live on Broadway. But you were just subject to a multiple camera editing. So, <laughs> I'm, I I almost hope like when they film this and when they release it to the public, I I almost hope that it's just a single camera that they just plant a camera in one of the seats in the audience and just film it <laughs> and let you watch it that way. I, they probably won't, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 I like, uh, like you said, I mean, it is news that they are filming it and well, hold on. We'll, we'll get to that in a bit, but I, I want to get back to the performance. Like the, 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 the Hercules moment, the, the moment where he pops up, because it's Hercules Mulligan. That was, 
It's like in my head, I thought it was one thing, and when it happened, it that's that's what I imagined it was like a, a big moment yeah. of that character coming through, and oh, it was brilliant. I, my oh, there's just so much to talk about here, Paul. Um, what what really got me is like how uh, Miranda really got emotional in his performance here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because it happened uh, on the same day as the Orlando shooting, like they had to. Uh, take away the prop guns like that. Right. That was a big thing, and also there's that line of Hamilton saying, "Take the bullets out of your gun. Take the bullets out of your gun." I could sense that Miranda really, like, made like, he 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 made that line so emotional. It took on a new meaning of uh, that line, mm-hmm. and you could see it in his face. He was tearing up, and oh, it, it got me, Paul. <laughs> it really, really got me. Yeah, I I, I love this performance. Um, I love how it was celebratory at the end because you knew this was Hamilton's night, uh, Hamilton the musical. You you just knew it, and I think they picked you know the perfect song to portray that. I, I was I, I was blown away that that was the song that they chose. Like I really expected that it would have been either Alexander Hamilton or you know my shot. I, there were just so many other choices that I expected for them to do, and and when I realized that it was. Uh, it was Yorktown. I, I, I was that was amazing. I, I was glad that they went with that. The only other one I would have, I, I would have wanted them to perform would be, and and I don't think they've ever done any, uh, like shown any clips from like Act Two, but uh, if they could have done a performance of What Did I Miss, which oh. is the the first song on Act Two, it's the introduction of Jefferson Thomas right. Jefferson, just because I want you to see how ridiculous david diggs is as the as um prince basically <laughs> like thomas jefferson is basically prince oh god just the the the, the image in my head I, I hope it lives up to that <laughs> um okay so i guess we can okay that's that's the tonys uh was there anything else about the tonys you want to talk about uh not really i mean you you we mentioned uh leslie adam jr's acceptance speech have you watched the um the backstage no, clip. I have not. It's someone filmed the like all the other actors that were backstage, um, watching as Leslie was giving that speech. So he, you know, in his speech, he talks about I, I especially want to thank like every other member of the cast. You're all amazing actors and whatever. It was it was a great speech, and that someone had a camera backstage and it showed the whole group of actors watching him give that uh, speech and and you know give them props or whatever. And uh, it was it was amazing. It was emotional watching the other actors get emotional watching Leslie Odom give his speech. No, oh, that's, that's amazing. I have to look. Uh, I have to look up that video now. Oh, so good. Uh, oh man, <laughs> I would not have imagined. I, I if you asked me like a year ago, would I have sat down and watched the Tonys and, and enjoyed it? I, I, I was like, <laughs> no, I would not. No, of course not. That's not me. But hey, this is me now. <laughs> um, okay. Yes, we. I, I mentioned it a few times uh, in the last few episodes about how I, I and like how you and I were wondering, uh, w- wondering the inevitability of like them filming a performance and them showing it in some form or another. And now, yes, it's news. Like they're filming two performances, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't yet know in what capacity it's going to be out. Whether, I mean, I like a theory I have, which I think it's an obvious one. Like they might do like one of those. Uh, multi-theater broadcasts. I forget what they're called again. They're the called... F- Fathom Events. Fathom Events, that's something. Um, I don't know in what medium uh, other than that they could do it. Maybe, I don't know, HBO. Who knows? Like what? But the, the thing is, it's happening. I mean, the thing that everybody has wanted, the original cast, mm-hmm. uh, their performances, it's going to be captured. Which, as far as I I don't know if this has been confirmed, but I, I, I feel reasonably certain that because he's stressed several times when he's talked about this, that it's going to be the original cast. And, and even right now, not all of the original cast is still performing. Um, I think they've said that the, they're going to record it or, or maybe, I, maybe my wife and I were just talking about this, but the, the possibility exists at least that they're going to record it on July 9th, which is officially Lin-Manuel Miranda's final performance. He's announced that's his last day. Um, and some of the other cat, like, I guess that's when the contracts expire. Um, right. and so some of the other casts have also said that they will be moving on. So, um, anyways, the, the point is what I am pretty sure that means is that 
all of the original cast uh, will will be coming back. So whoever is the actual performing cast on Broadway right now, the night that they record it, it will it will be the original cast. So it will be Jonathan Groff will be back as King George and uh, Lynn obviously will be performing uh, Alexander Hamilton and um, all of the original cast will be there. Oh so, yeah. I'm, I'm getting so excited about it. <laughs> and they said, they've said that they're going to record, they'll record it twice. They'll record two shows. I think they said it will be with live audience. Oh, um, that's good. Yeah. Um, I, I can't wait. I mean, if, uh, I mean, there's like no hints about when or where it's coming out, right? Yeah. That, I mean, he's specifically said that, uh, <laughs> that he's not going to, that they don't know what they're going to do with it yet, which seems unlikely to me. It's, it, <laughs> it seems more likely that they have an idea what they're going to do with it. They're just not announcing anything yet. Um, I would say, um, not that they're, uh, you know, not that they're money grubbing or anything like not that they're being greedy, uh, I, I don't mean to imply that they're just trying to suck as much money out of people as they can, but because of the the fact that the you know the Broadway show is sold out through who the hell knows how far into the future, and it's about to embark, you know, we're a few months out from it embarking on a national tour. They probably don't want to undercut all of that by making it you know widely available to people. So it probably won't be on DVD shelves for the near future, they'll probably let the tour run for a little while first. Um, I, I personally, I love your idea, Marcelo, that maybe they would do one weekend or something. Maybe, you know, the, the one an one year anniversary of its first performance or something. I don't know that they would do a fathom events thing. That would be absolutely amazing if they could pull that off. But I suspect we're a, a couple of years out maybe from it being released for sale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have a feeling that's the case because they, uh, like you said, the, the tour is happening. Yeah. I mean, there's so much news. I mean, you hit upon Lynn, uh, Lynn, Mel Miranda, uh, saying July 9th was his last day, uh, performing, um, which is, <laughs> I think the, the day I dropped those five episodes, the Monday, um, that was like Hamilton week. Cause it was, it was leading up to the Tony's, and that uh, massive Rolling Stone uh, interview came mm-hmm. out like yes. the day after, <laughs> it's like yeah. the week. Um, so so much news hits like that week. <laughs> like um, so a lot, a lot has happened. Uh, so yeah, so Manuel's leaving. I mean, it's. I mean, it, I don't know. Just me getting into Hamilton so recently, it is kind of a surprise to me. But he's been doing it for what, like uh, how long? Like almost a year now. Uh, the, on Broadway, almost a year. Uh, but you know, it was, I don't remember off the top of my head, maybe six months off Broadway before that. Plus however, you know, plus the months and months of, of writing and perfecting the performance before that. So it's, it's going on probably two years of him yeah, performing it in one capacity or another. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and, and to leave like right when, Oh, not right when, I mean, it's, it's still happening. I think I asked you this, during episode zero it's like where exactly is hamilton like is it are we still in the hamilton explosion or like are we gradually getting away from it i think we're still in it because i think i think we are still in it yeah yeah because i i know people are very excited about about the 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 impending tour which we'll get into here now i mean yeah it because I mean, Miranda has um, Mary Poppins to film, right? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's going to star in uh, or co-star in Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, that's the name of it, Mary that, Poppins Returns. Yeah, or that's the name it's got right now. That's the working title. I don't know if it'll be the final title, but plus, <laughs> plus he's uh, he's doing the the music for Disney's next um, feature-length animated uh, oh, Mo- right. Moana. He's doing the the music. Or collaborating on the music for that. Um, plus, he's said several times that he's uh, working on the next like musical project. Which I suppose now, in hindsight, he might have been talking about either of those two things that we just mentioned. Uh, but I, I've always assumed he meant that you know whatever his next stage production is going to be, he's already kind of working on that. So, 
That's right. And I also I, I remember this tidbit. Like he's releasing a Hamilton mixtape. Yes. Um, uh, sometime in the fall, because I think that was another big scoop in the Rolling Stone interview. Um, and oh god, I'm trying to remember the exact things he announced that were, were going to be on that mixtape. Um, I, I, do, I don't remember if he announced artists. Um, the what artists, but I, did, the, I, think, I the, think just the like, mixtape. So, the mixtape is other. It's other artists basically doing. It's a covers album. It's other artists doing covers of the Hamilton songs. Right, right. Uh, which I'm excited for. Yeah, uh, super excited for that. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, and also, I guess something else that was announced like uh, during that time, which people really confused. Like they they. Uh, there are many clickbait articles about this particular thing, but there's going to be a Hamilton documentary um, <laughs> airing uh, on PBS uh, sometime in the fall, which headlines read uh, PBS to air Hamilton <laughs> in the fall. <laughs> and, like, no, people, it's going to be footage like from behind the scenes. It's going to be a documentary. Um, it, it's going to be exciting in its own right, but it's not going to be the actual performance. Uh, so many people were confused, right, Paul, on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. so many headlines, um, I think, intentionally <laughs> misled people to think uh, that they were going to actually broadcast the play on PBS. Which, I mean, I got really excited seeing the headline, but then, of course, I read it as like, no. Um, it's I forget the name of it. It's like Hamilton... Uh, it... Uh, is uh oh lord i'm looking i'm looking at the article right now hamilton's america that's it uh, and it's, <laughs> it's scheduled for october 21st on pbs there you go yeah i was gonna say hamilton made it america but that is not right that's the oj simpson subtitle <laughs> <laughs> not the same thing not the same thing <laughs> another american story uh in its own way very tragic anyway um so i mean okay th- uh, and and I, I love that um, uh, Miranda just did a, a massive interview in Rolling Stone, and it, like I love that Rolling Stone cover of like yeah. Hamilton. I mean, not Hamilton. Uh, Miranda in Hamilton uh, attire, just yeah. gracing that cover. Yeah, we we bought two copies. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're those people. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I, I I actually saw that cover. And I was like, man, I I thought I, I thought to myself, where's the nearest place that sells uh, Rolling Stone uh, magazines? And it was too far away for me. <laughs> <laughs> Prince, Prince is dead. Anyway, uh, yeah. Um, another thing he he alluded to, and he uh, it wasn't like a formal announcement, is the fact that we, we won't see a film adaptation for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he uh, he. I guess it was kind of a joke when he said we won't see it for another twenty years. So um, mm-hmm. because he has a lot of uh, things to do, uh, the the the. Uh, it's still in its Broadway run. It's about to go on tour. Uh, and I mean, it, it, it's far yeah, there's, there's, away in the horizon. Yeah. There's a number of, of factors that contribute to why it's going to take so long. I mean, there, there are various contracts I'm sure as far as, uh, uh, public performances, since it's still, it's still on Broadway and like he, he cites things like, um, uh, uh, the book of Mormon, was hit like six years ago. It's been six years for the book of Mormon and they are just now starting to talk about film. Uh, wicked hit 13 years ago and they haven't even started filming. I don't even, I don't even know where they stand on that. Although I guess that has been announced. There will be a film of that, but 13 years later, nothing has happened with that. So I, I mean, he has an over full plate. He has several full plates. <laughs> yeah. He has a lot of energy, but uh, he's, he's running himself ragged. So it, it's, you're looking at at least 10 years, I would think before he could seriously dedicate any time. Yeah. Which, 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 which kind of put a kibosh in my game that I want to play in this episode. It's just like trying to, uh, <laughs> nah, like, like trying to really, dream, dream cast the movie, yeah, dream cast it or, or, or like, I mean, that's like, easy. I would dream cast it with uh, the original Broadway cast. That's, yeah. yeah that, there's my dream that, cast. That would be perfect. But, uh, <laughs> but choosing a director would be kind of hard because I don't know. I, I, Actually, one that we mentioned previously on this episode was uh, Ava DuVernay. I think would be a perfect fit mm-hmm. um, because I, I I made a suggestion on Twitter and I was just kind of half joking when I said, "Hey, how about David Fincher for the director?" <laughs> Which you know I I you know as 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 crazy as, as crazy as that may sound, I would make a good case for David Fincher because if you look at the curious case of Benjamin Button, I believe he does have some sentiment. He has he can be sentimental, okay, and he's a very visual director. I don't know. Um, Let's let's put that aside because that's kind of a crazy theory. <laughs> I, just, uh, I, I just can't 
imagine. <laughs> you uh, can't. I, I can't imagine Alexander Hamilton saying, "What was in the box?" <laughs> it's it's not totally crazy, but yes, it's somewhat crazy. But <laughs> I think I think a, a director like Ava DuVernay would like be. Um, like more finely tuned to Hamilton, I think, because I think you would need, and I was like, uh, somebody on Twitter made this fairly clear that perhaps a person of color would come at the the the, the property with like a a better mindset than than somebody else would, because mm-hmm. honestly, that's what I would want if if I were being serious. It's just person of color, and even um, a person um, a female director would would even I think have a great insight in it, but but yeah I think Ava DuVernay somebody like Spike Lee like those filmmakers I think would uh, you know, do really well with a Hamilton adaptation, but let's just hope they're still around ten years from now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if if you had any thoughts about that, Paul. Like I, I to be honest, I haven't <laughs> I haven't given that any thought. It it genuinely hasn't occurred to me who would I who would I see directing it. Um, Ava DuVernay would be amazing. I, I'd love to see that. You know, my gut reaction on this, my my gut instinct on all of this is always to go to you know original cast. I'd love to see them in the film. Tommy Kale, the director of the Broadway show, I'd love to see him. But I, obviously, it's not that simple. Like, just because you're a Broadway actor doesn't necessarily mean you're good for film. Uh, just because you're a Broadway director doesn't necessarily mean you're a good fit for film. So, you know... It, in in my fantasy world, I'd love all of the original people involved with the production to be involved with the film production. That's totally unrealistic and and probably not even ideal. So, yeah, I, at this point, I I just see the original cast being in it. Um, I I mean Ryan Ryan Coogler. I I oh yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he could do with it. That yeah that that would be something. I I love Coogler as a director. Um, and yeah, I mean yeah. Uh, again, I mean, it's something that I guess we don't have to talk about for another at least ten years, right? Exactly. <laughs> and I, I just hope the, the the original cast ages gracefully, and <laughs> they're still well. If they can get out of the stage production with their lives, <laughs> I, I mean, maybe I'm sure they're all aging rapidly, putting on this many shows. Uh, step away from the stage for a little while, take a breath, <laughs> preserve yourselves, so you can come back for the film in ten years. <laughs> Exactly. Um, okay. Uh, oh, I mean, we we danced around it, but yes, the tour is mm-hmm. is it says right here it's occurring. I mean, it's no, 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 not occurring. It's about to occur. Uh, I read 2017, and I thought it was 2016. No, next year it's mm-hmm. going on tour. Correct. Yes. Uh, I see here on the website San Francisco uh, begins March 2017, and then after that, Los Angeles, uh, DC, Atlanta, Boston, and so on and so forth. And I see that they're coming to Texas, but they're going to Houston, Texas, not Austin, which is a shame. Um, I mentioned this off mic, and I mentioned it again. My uh, my ex's parents have tickets to that uh, theater house in Houston, Texas. I forget the name of it. But, hey, this is one case where I wish we were still together so I could get tickets to (laughs) Hamilton. Oh, well. (laughs) Toss that aside. Um, but I, I mean, tickets I, tickets for Chicago are actually on sale now, aren't they? Uh, possibly. I don't see the link here, but uh, I'll go to you for Hamilton news. I, yeah, I, I think they they made a big deal about it um, on Twitter. A few I, I think ago. it's I think it's the first one that uh, has officially opened for presale, or maybe maybe it's just season tickets. I don't know. I I i should have paid more attention to that but i i there was something about chicago and and uh the tickets were for sale yeah so for those wanting to see the musical like live it's 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 gonna happen uh around you if you're close to these big cities <laughs> yeah and uh we talked about this on the in the previous episodes but um you know it's it's obviously not going to be the original cast that tours with this um but there's always the possibility that, you know, maybe a couple of them, like I could imagine that Lynn would just pop up, you know, it, he'd, he'd be in Chicago one day and he'd be like, you know what? I feel like playing Hamilton tonight because I think Lynn could do that. Um, things like that could happen. And it's, you know, it's going to play in San Francisco and, uh, and David is from, from Oakland. So he it's entirely possible. That's kind of his hometown. He may either do some shows or maybe he'll even just be in the tour while it's in San Francisco. Who knows? Oh, that would be 
incredible. And and and, and I see here, yeah, Chicago. They went on sale uh, the twenty first, so okay. a few days ago. Um, and it says here the performances begin there September of two thousand sixteen. Oh, okay. Whoa, really? That's what it says. Uh, performances begin September twenty seventh, two thousand sixteen. Wow. So that's why that was big news because that's like. That, that's, that's before the the national tour. Even yeah, because uh, Chicago's not on the list here of uh, Hamilton on tour. The so website. Th- so that's but, a separate thing, then. Yeah. Oh, that's something. Oh wow. Uh, I know somebody in Chicago, but uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> anyway, um, man. So yeah, Hamilton. I think we've covered a lot of Hamilton news, Paul. Um, was there anything else that that that, that happened in since the last time we recorded that we want to cover? Because I think we covered everything. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think so. I mean, before we go out, I, d- I definitely want to kind of just get your thoughts now, um, like how you how you feel finally getting to listen to it as a whole. Yeah, as a whole, it <laughs> is. Is it a different experience being able to listen from the beginning to the end now? It is a different experience. Um, it uh, because. I will say, I'll be brutally honest and say, I need like more time with it. Uh-huh. Um, because listening it from beginning to end, I was still like engrossed by the story. I was still fully invested. I, I still love like particular songs. But I'll ache in it to like listening to an album like by like a, a, an artist, you know. There are some songs which are like I love on, on a certain album and other songs that uh, I could like kind of skip. Mm-hmm. But I think as a whole, Hamilton definitely works for me. But there are some songs that I just want to listen to over and over and over. Like there are like at least five songs that I could just listen to on end. Um, but as a whole, it, it it is a different experience, and I think it does work for me. But I, like I said, I need a few more <laughs> listens. <laughs> well, I guess we're gonna have to do another episode then. I guess so. <laughs> Because I, I, I'm telling you, Paul, like I, um, Yorktown, I listen to a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh my God! See, I, I listen to him so much, but I don't remember like the the song names. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, here, I, I'll tell you real quick, like the ones I listen to, I listen to over and over and over. Uh, of course, Alexander Hamilton, uh, My Shot, uh, Right Hand Man. Um, uh, let's see. Satisfied, I listen to that a lot. Ten Dual Commandments. Uh, Yorktown, for sure. I think that may be the one I listen to the most, is Yorktown. And, and ever since the Tonys, I listen to that one the most. Um, what I Miss, for sure. Um, Cabinet Battles, both of them. And, like, and the last two songs, If I Want to Cry. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm telling you, Paul, like, I, I can listen to this from beginning to end. And just really just being captured by the story. But then I can just listen to it. Uh, individually, those songs over and over. So yeah, it, there's so much to just take in. <laughs> so that's where I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, um, Paul. Uh, so now I think we've reached the end of this episode, right? Oh, yeah. Oh man. Um, I, and again, it's been a pleasure. I mean, this is episode seven. Uh, I told myself this was going to be just a mini series, uh, but hey, I'm open to recording more episodes in the future. Um, if we have like a good idea or maybe a good guest, uh, if you up for it, Paul, right? I, absolutely. I was, I was going to, uh, I actually had an idea earlier while you were talking and, uh, I don't, I don't know if you want to discuss it on mic or if you want to chat afterwards, but, um, yeah, I've, I've got some ideas. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm totally up for those ideas. Let's, let's, let's make that a behind the scenes conversation. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, even though like whatever you throw out, I'm sure I won't put down because, <laughs> Hey Paul, I mean, I did a Hamilton podcast. I'm doing, like I said, I'm up to five podcasts at this point. I'm up for anything. Uh, I'm totally into this podcast medium. I want to be as experimental or as creative as possible. So I'm never satisfied. <laughs> Very good. Um, Paul, uh, Thanks, as always, for being my co-host. And before we go, we're, we're going to do this like we did every episode. Plugs. Where can we find you online? Uh, me personally, you can follow on Twitter. I'm 
at Haunt1013. That's H-A-U-N-T-1013. Uh, I co-host a, a more or less weekly podcast uh, about pop culture and entertainment called Gobbledy Geek. Uh, that's on iTunes. Uh, you can find it at the website gobbledygeekpodcast.com. Uh, you can also follow that on Twitter at gobbledygeeks with an annoying S on the end of it. Um, I'm in the midst of uh, one of our spinoff podcasts, The Avatar Returns, which is uh, myself and a couple co-hosts, um, Arlo and Eric. We uh, rewatch and discuss every episode of the Nickelodeon animated series, The Avatar Returns and The Legend of Korra. Um, although the one that we're recording this week, we're in the midst of doing Legend of Korra right now. However, we're taking a little break between seasons. And for some reason, Arlo, my beloved in air quotes co-host has convinced us that we need to watch and discuss the uh m night Shyamalan oh, no. live action film and talk about that for some ungodly reason i don't I'm know so why sorry. yeah yeah so that's the next one of those that we're doing but um hey we suffer for your entertainment people so <laughs> tune in tune into that that's uh that's the avatar returns uh that's on itunes it's at tarpodcast.com uh and it's at uh, T-A-R Podcast. All right, fantastic. Do that, folks. Um, as for me, um, of course, the Talk Film Society Podcast Network. Some of them are on hiatus. Uh, the Talk Film Society Podcast, Talk Prime, that's on hiatus for now. Talk Prime. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's something my, my co-host, uh, Matt, uh, called it. Talk Prime. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, hey, what you're watching... With me and Matt Curion, that is going forward. That's that's now a weekly podcast, which I'm proud of. That comes out every Monday. Um, I'm super excited about that. Uh, check that out, folks. Also, um, uh, the Colorado Streets with me and Rocky Juarez. Uh, check that out. Check that out when we can put those episodes out. It's always a fun time. And I can announce this because I'm working really hard at it right now, and it's it's going to happen. Uh, the Die Hard for the National Film Industry podcast. That's going to happen. Um, I'm sure this will be out. From the time we're recording this, Paul, uh, th- this episode will be out in a week, but I just want to get people, people ready for this Die Hard podcast because it's coming out July 15th, um, the anniversary of Die Hard. Uh, I believe that'll be the 28th anniversary of Die Hard, yes. Nice. Um, so that's when the first episode will drop. And then it'll go through the summer up until September 2nd. Um, that's an important date because, if you don't know about the National Film Industry, um, they take in ballots uh, from people just like us on the internet. Uh, we can fill out a ballot and recommend films to be on the registry, and that's the deadline. So September 2nd is the deadline. Read more about Die Hard for the National Film Industry on Twitter at DieHardNFR. And that's it. Um, oh, um, I should also say this. I should say this. Um, we have an Indiegogo, uh, and I saw Paul right that you put in. You, you, <laughs> I, I I did. I was going to be uh, humble and not mention that, but yeah, <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I did. I did catch that. Uh, thank you so much. I, I will say, uh, uh, by the time this comes out, if you're listening to it fresh, uh, the Indiegogo campaign is still occurring. Uh, we have about at this point, as of recording tonight, 17 days. So when you hear this, we might have, you know, uh, maybe 12 days or whatnot. But still, check it out if it's still happening. Donate. I want that website to happen. There's some cool perks. I mean, I'm recording a Mad Max Fury Road commentary. Oh my god, it's going to be amazing. Um, I mean, and, and and as somebody who donated, uh, Paul, you're going to get this commentary. Only people who donate are going to get this commentary. It's going to be an Indiegogo exclusive. I'm going to put my heart and soul into this commentary. I'm going to have special guests talking throughout the film, talking certain scenes they love. It's going to be great. I, I, I can't wait to record it. Um, come hell or high water, that's going to come out. And for those who donate to the Indiegogo, you're going to get it exclusively. So there you go. Oh, man, that's, that's a hell of a plug right there. <laughs> All right, Paul. We've, we've done it. Episode 7 in the books. Yeah, we made it. um i'm I'm thrilled at how successful this was seriously i i the entire time there was always just this fear in the back of my mind that at any point you could be like well i liked it up to there up to there but now you know maybe not so much i don't know i i I was concerned like you said earlier there's always the people that are like "Eh, it's all right (laughs) so i was worried that that would that would happen i'm I'm thrilled at how successful this was, and I'm I'm overjoyed that you love it as much as you do. 
Oh yeah, I mean, like I said before, it it touched me right in my heart place. Um, it's <laughs> it it had that effect on me, and I'm happy I did this uh, with you, Paul, because it was quite an ex- uh, an experiment. Experiment? No, an experience with an ex- experiment. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, the way I thought it would happen, like the the breakdown, and finally this episode. Um, I think this is as close to like me having like kind of a an idea and it coming to fruition like it came out i think exactly how i wanted it to come out um i mean the factor of me liking it or not was you know up in the air you know that that could have changed but the way these were released and you know how these episodes turned out i'm i'm glad it it, it turned out the way it did uh, i'm sure i'm sure there are some monsters out there that are on that are sorry that uh it didn't go the other way. Cause I, <laughs> I guarantee you there are people that perhaps, uh, people that know me <laughs> that, uh, were hoping to get to hoping to see my reaction. If by the end of this, you did not like Hamilton. I, I guarantee you there are people out there that are like, man, I wonder what Paul's going to do. <laughs> if that Marcel, if that Marcella guy doesn't like Hamilton, that'll be an amazing show. Sorry, folks. That, that would have been something, Paul. Cause <laughs> I, I would have been completely honest if I didn't like this. Um, <laughs> That would have been. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I tried to go into this with my eyes open. I real. I tried to go in telling myself, you know, whatever happens, however it works out, <laughs> it's going to be okay. Oh, but uh, but hey, it, it would be interesting if we had somebody on, like as a guest or something, who really did not like it, yeah. and we, we we would have maybe, I want to say a more interesting episode, but just a different point of view because. Mm-hmm. I mean, speaking, I mean, I feel like episode six was uh, an interesting episode in itself because, hey, you heard two grown people cry <laughs> on mic. So um, I had difficulty speaking at a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you saw emotion there. If you want to see like emotion, like people fighting over Hamilton, I don't know. I don't know if we can promise. I don't know if we can promise that in the future. Who knows? But you got what you got, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'm sure we'll do more. Uh, and. I think it's time, Paul, for our signature catchphrase. What is it again? (laughs) (laughs) That is the signature catchphrase. Is you asking, what is the signature catchphrase? Uh, uh, Also, also my catchphrase is that there's a lot going on in the song, which I I did not get a chance to say that in this episode. But uh, I think it is, um, hey, folks, don't throw away your shot. Yes. Yes. The world's in darkness.